0: What is up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew, coming to you with the first Founders Journal of the week. Founders Journal is my daily diary made public for the world, where I talk about the biggest wins, losses, challenges, and learnings running Morning Brew, the media business based out in New York City. As always, I'm here with Josh Kaplan, the producer of the show, who asks the hard questions and pushes the conversation further. Today, we are reflecting on just over a year since we hired a head of sales at Morning Brew and reflecting on what it takes to build a sales org. Let's, uh, let's hop into it.
1: Can you paint a picture of what was happening a year ago this week?
0: Yeah. So a, let's call it a year and two weeks ago, since that would have been before our head of brand partnerships, Jason Schulweiss, started. So it was three people. That, w- that was basically it. It was. Sasha, our first sales hire, it was Brian, who has been a part of the brew family forever. He was a college ambassador, then he ran our ambassador program, then he joined the organization um, and joined the sales team. And then it was myself. And basically, the three of us
1: were Alessandra, I think was around. We got her in the summer. She joined in the summer, which did she she started before Jason? I think so because she just graduated and then immediately went right into the job.
0: That's true. So okay, uh, so it was Alessandra, Sasha, Brian, and myself. Let me know if I missed anyone. But basically, it was four of us. And up until that point, sales at Morning Brew was pretty simple. There, there was no different people touching different parts of the sales cycle. There, there wasn't. Kind of like specialists. Everyone was a generalist. Everyone was doing everything. So, you know, when you talk to people in sales or sales organizations, you'll hear about things like pre sale, post sale, account managers, sellers. You'll hear about tiers in sellers, you know, everything from SDRs to sellers to senior sellers to sales directors to CROs. None of that existed. And why didn't any of that exist? I think partially because. I was never trained in sales, so I had no idea how to build a sales org. And I think the other reason was, is we were simply too small to divide things out in such specific swim lanes at that point. And so as I reflect on basically a year since being involved in sales and seeing where the sales org has grown, what I have realized is I am so thankful that we hired someone with more expertise. With more years of experience who has seen more in media sales because it would have been an absolute train wreck if I continued to run our sales team. One, because I didn't have the knowledge and two, to truly scale sales org is like two jobs. And what I realized is it takes very different skills. You know, I've always felt very confident in my ability to sell Morning Brew, I truly believe that I can sell our brand and I can sell our audience to anyone on planet Earth that is willing to listen to me. And I think for the longest time, I I conflated my ability to sell Morning Brew with the ability to scale a sales org and to think strategically about sales. But I th- actually think those are very different things. And so what I've what I've realized as time has gone on and uh, you know reflecting on the last year is that scaling a sales org from where we were with four generalists to where we are now with, I don't even know, how many people are on the sales team now? 12 12, Somewhere between 12 and 15?
1: Something, it might even be more than 15. Add the job opportunities on the job board. Let's
0: call it 15 people divided between brand partners or sellers, account managers, integrated marketers, the creative team, our copywriters, and thinking about how our team is now positioned to sell well into the eight figures in revenue it's just a completely different problem to solve and takes a completely different skill set. So why, while my ability as a seller would be valuable for a piece of this team, for actually scaling a sales org, I think it is way more about operational excellence, way more about foresight and planning, which candidly aren't my best skills. And so I'm just so thankful we hired someone because it would have been a shit show if I was still running the sales team.
1: Okay. And then you've now spent the past year not being fully focused on sales and monetization. How do you look at where your time is spent and how much you're doing versus thinking, and and how that changes because Jason is on the team?
0: Yeah, I mean, first, what I'll say is it it is so wild now to hear about people being hired that I wasn't like intimately involved in the hiring process, or to get the you know our revenue team, uh, the sales team sends a roll up report of everything that happened in the previous week, and seeing us receiving RFPs from massive brands, and like back in the day. You know, I would have seen that and like literally done a lap around whether no, house,
1: the sound that you actually make. What do you say? The sound that you would actually make when yeah, a big so
0: the sound that I would actually make if we won a deal or got a big RFP would be if anyone's a SpongeBob fan when he goes jellyfish hunting, I would go. <laughs> but now I don't know about these deals, I find out about them after the the fact. So, on one side, it's super exciting because we've brought really good people in to do a better job than I would have done. But also at times it's like, it's crazy that I'm seeing stuff long after the fact, after something happens. Your question was how has my job evolved? I would say my focus very simply is on the barbell of the business. I am focused on building new machines and amplifying the existing machines of the business. What does that mean? So I think I'm really good at thinking of cool ideas and building a V1 or with alongside someone or a team out of bubblegum and straw and tape and just getting it together to be good enough. What I am not good at is turning this machine made out of bubble gum into a Ferrari engine. So that I call that the middle of the barbell. I do not sit there. Building V1, sit there. V2 through V5, don't sit there. And then the other part of the barbell that I think about is being the top of funnel for opportunities in the business. What I think, again, going back to what I believe I was well-qualified to do in the early days of Morning Brew Sales, it is storytelling and it is convincing everyone why they need to get in front of our audience. And so I think like the early days, the more I can spend my time acting as a top of funnel for brands to know about Morning Brew or for prospective employees to know about Morning Brew and want to work there. That is also where my time is best spent. So it's on the barbell, it's new machines and it's amplification of the great stuff our people are doing.
1: Do you want to give a prediction of one year from now? Yeah.
0: This this is crazy. This landline just is going off nonstop. And I think at least 80% of them are spam callers. One sec.
1: Uh, prediction about what? Do you want to give one prediction from a year from now and we'll, we'll reassess, or do you want to? Eh, let's do one prediction, then we'll close out for the day. Yeah. I mean, my prediction
0: a year from now is I'll give two predictions. One is that the vast majority of morning brews advertisers are performance marketers. That means that it is, let's use the example I'm, I'm wearing all birds right now. It is. XYZ marketer at Allbirds saying we are going to run an ad in Morning Brew and we expect it to generate a certain amount of sales and we're going to compare how you did versus Facebook, Instagram, and all the other platforms. That is that I would say is our typical advertiser. What is not our typical advertiser is Lexus coming to us and saying we want to change the uh, emerging business leaders' perception of Lexus. We want to do a full 360 campaign with you so that in the three-week period of time, five years in the future your reader is going to think about Lexus when they're making a car buying decision. A year from now, I believe 50% of our advertisers will look like Lexus and 50% will look like Allbirds. Whereas right now, 90% looks like Allbirds, 10% looks like Lexus. As always, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for bearing with the landline and bearing with my SpongeBob jellyfish noises. Josh, as always, thank you for asking smart questions to push the conversation further. This is the Founder's Journal, my daily diary made public for the world. Hope you have a great day.
1: Take your business
0: further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business.